Welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Nia. On this podcast, I have conversations that are real and relatable. Join me weekly to be a part of the conversation. Let's get straight to it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back or welcome. On this episode, I will be talking about ways that I heal my inner child. I know that um, there's been a lot of talk around inner child or, or childhood trauma and things of that nature. So for me, when I think of my inner child, I think of me between the ages of like four to five, six, seven, you know, somewhere in that area, um, like age four, five, six. Let's just say that. Um, that's what I think of when I think of inner child. I do inner child exercises and I think when I did visualize my inner child, it looked like I was like four years old um, when I did a specific exercise. And that exercise was very powerful and that exercise brought up a lot for me. So it was an exercise on TikTok and the girl was like, close your eyes. I don't know it um, verbatim, but she was like, close your eyes and imagine your inner child running to you. And um, so I did. And then she was like, you know, imagine your inner child giving the big, the adult you a hug. And my inner child, she was hugging me like little Nia. (laughs) She was hugging me at my knees and she didn't want to let go. And like the exercise brought me to tears because I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? Um, A lot of people have very, very good memory from their childhood. I do as well, but it's very like spotty. Like some people remember me from like elementary and daycare. I do not have that memory. Like I have specific moments, but like a keen memory of like childhood and stuff. I don't have like it's not vivid, but I do remember specific things. And as I'm like going through like different exercises, different memories are coming back to me. And I'm so grateful for that. And so um, about my childhood, I grew up in Akron, Ohio. Uh, My mom was a single mom. My dad was not there, Um, but I had uncles and I had my grandpa. And yeah, you know, I was a very, I feel like I was a very outgoing kid. Um, I just remember myself to be really playful. Now, one thing about me, y'all. I was a little diva and it's like, (laughs) I laugh at it now because I'm like, girl, who were you? Um, So I was really into the arts and I thank God that my mom exposed me to the arts and creativity um, so young because I was just, I love art. Like we, we would have arts and crafts days and just stuff like that. And I think that that, that was so dope of my mom. Right. And so I wrote a book, like I had a little elimination book. I was into like authors and it was just always art for me, okay? Art and performing. I was a performer, okay? I was into um, drama. Like, this one time I was in a play, and it was like a Christmas play, and I believe I was... I had two parts. I know that for sure, and that's how I knew. I'm like, oh, you was that girl. Um, so I was a reindeer, and then I believe I was a lamb. So I had a costume change, baby. Like, I had two parts in a play as a kid. I just feel like, can't no... Baby what yeah that girl and so I was just really into that right and then let me tell y'all how much of a diva I was 
I would draw my hairstyles. Like I would draw a head and I would put the partings in the head and the barrettes and the bows and I would draw how I wanted my mom to do my hair. And so I would give her the paper like this is how I want my hair. And I would put like a heart part, like before the heart parts was a thing today, I was making heart parts um, in my head, like the shape of a heart in my head. Like I want you to part my hair like this, put the ponytail in the middle of the heart. So I would uh, draw how one of my hair, I would give it to my mom. And I would sit there while she would do my hair and she would have the paper and I would hold up a mirror to make sure she was doing it right. Who was I? Like who, what kid is doing that? Me. And so, um, that basically like was my childhood. I was just very creative and I was a cheerleader as well. So just into performing and art and stuff like that. But in that exercise, I was trying to understand why did Nia, little Nia not want to let go of big Nia. And I realized that it's abandonment. Um, so <clears throat> I do have some more digging to do because I always felt loved as a kid. But something was missing. Um. I think my, my dad contributed to it, but not so much. I think there was, um, it was something missing. Like I knew that I, my, my mom loved me, but something was missing to make me feel like this abandonment. And I'm still trying to figure it out because I carried this abandonment feeling into adulthood, you know, pushing people away before they can leave me. Or when people do decide to leave me feeling so hurt feeling so abandoned or just not wanting to have experiences of my own because like I didn't want to have experiences alone because I wanted to constantly always share experiences with somebody whether that be friends or a partner I wanted to I never wanted to be alone in my own feelings and I think that's the problem um I think when you are able to experience things alone I think it builds a confidence because it's like nobody was here with me I had to build that up you know on my own and so um I think that that's why I struggled with confidence um but abandonment is it's a big big it's a big umbrella um and I probably do another episode on that alone if you guys want that but yeah so struggling with abandonment it it, it showed up as I'm looking back in like different um, different eras of my life, I'm like, oh yeah, that was very much abandonment. Very much, you was hurt, baby. And so um, now that I'm um, doing these journal prompts and trying to unpack and trying to see who was I as a child and okay, what what made me happy and things like that, um, because I'm realizing like healing your inner child is a big, it's a huge deal because. Um, we carry so much from the childhood into adulthood. We're carrying that hurt, um, sometimes shame, um, abandonment, so all of that. So I'm trying to, I'm not trying to, I got to say I'm doing. That's the emphasis of this episode. And so I wanted to talk to y'all about how I heal my inner child. One of the things that I do is I... I feel like this all started around the pandemic because everybody was cooped in the house. Baby, I was still going outside because I need some air. And so I started to go hiking and being in nature. And then I realized like I really, really like being in the sun. As a kid, though, um, I don't I didn't know at the time it was colorism, but I learned what colorism was as an adult. And so as a kid, I never wanted to be light skinned. I never wanted to be lighter. I just didn't want to get darker than what I was at a point because um, this one little boy, I remember it vividly. We were swimming 
at their house, they had a pool and he was like, yeah, because, and he was light skinned. He was like light bright. And he was like, yeah, because when you get in the pool, it's going to be an oil spill. And y'all know oil is black. And I was just like, damn, you know? And I remember that. So I think I carried that with me. And then like, even like early in my twenties, like people, people would be like, oh, we got to turn on the flash for Nia. And I'm just like, damn, you know, so I I would feel this like kind of like inferior feeling. Um, and it happened a lot in, in, in my early 20s. Um, and before my 20s, I'm like, damn, like it was just like feeling like I was inferior to people who were lighter. And it's like, that's not true. And so that was a, like a battle in itself, which I'm past because now a way that I heal from those comments and stuff which started in childhood, um, I, I'm, I'm in the sun longer. Because as a kid, like, I didn't really, I feel like it was as a kid, I didn't want to get be in the sun too long. Because I'm like, no, like, I'm already, I'm already dark. I don't want to be out here too long. And so now I'm always in the sun. Simply because I love the sun and I feel like the sun, um, the sun does give energy. But baby, if you in the sun all day and you swimming and all of that, the sun, the sun will tire you out. But I love being in the sun. And um, when it's hot outside and I'm in the house, I'm like, girl, you need to go outside. So healing that part of me, feeling like you're beautiful, no matter what skin tone you are. And you don't have to be afraid to be in the sun. So now I'm always in the sun. And at one point, I feel like I was obsessive. It's like, okay, you don't got to just sit in the sun to prove a point. But that, I think that that does help me. I also heal my inner child and they don't even know it because... I don't think they know it. Um, I'm a cheerleading coach and I coach girls from ages five through seven. And it just almost be like bringing me to tears sometimes because they're so innocent and they're so like, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Cause I look at them and I'm like, damn, like y'all really going to grow up and be grown women and stuff like that. And so I affirm them and I, I tell them like, you know, we do this thing after practice. It's called after practice affirmations. And we say, I am beautiful. I am enough. I am smart. I'm realizing working with them, it's like kids are so impressionable. Like they, they absorb a lot. And so I want to make sure that I am allowing them to absorb positive things. So that's really, that's really big for me. And I just want them to know, like, you are beautiful. You are smart. You are enough. Um, <clears throat> you're strong you're all of those you're all of those good things you know so just affirming that and it's so much more that you know I could say about them and to them and affirm so just and even when they have like <laughs> when they not doing good or they um you know they not feeling it or they having like a crying fit I'm like okay what's wrong you know I I I, I make sure that I'm not dismissive because I, I know what it feels like to be dismissed, right? And although I don't have kids, I'm so grateful that I've always been around kids. Like, even as a kid myself, I was always around babies. And I, I don't know. I was kind of weird with it. I used to watch, like, the Baby Delivery Channel. Like, I've always just had a love for kids. And so, even though I don't have any of my own right now, um, it's just a beautiful thing to be involved and being kind to them and being patient with them and um, just, you know, make no like being there to let them know that your feelings matter. 
you know, because sometimes I feel like people do dismiss kids like, oh, they're just a kid. No, but that kid is very powerful, very smart, very imaginative. So imaginative. So, yeah. Um, Another way that I feel like I know I heal my inner child is by speaking up for myself. Um, Especially I just (laughs) I just had an incident where. I started to like, I feel like scratch the surface of something that I dealt with in childhood um, with somebody in my family. Uh, I felt like they always, um, I don't know, I just felt like as a kid I was kind of being analyzed and I got to a point where I was fed up with it and now that I'm a dog and that person is, um, you know, an adult as well, there, there comes this break um, or maybe, I don't know if it's a break or it comes this moment where it's like, yes, you were authority over me as a child. You know, you were the authoritative person, um, or you were an adult and I was a, a child. And now that I am adult, we're both adults. And so I have those conversations with people. Um, you know, sometimes it's not a full on conversation and I can't tap into everything I would like to, but I... I have gotten to a place where I'm comfortable, not always super comfortable, but I initiate conversation on something that's bothering me. And I'm ready, I'm I'm willing to get eye to eye to you. I eye to eye with you and go toe to toe with you because no, I'm an adult now too. So now, because like I said, sometimes people can be in a space of I'm an adult, you're a child. You listen to me. And so if it's if it's like that when you become an adult, I will hope and I would like for y'all to be able to have conversations with people and so um there comes this period where you're an adult they're an adult so let's talk about it and that's where I'm at with it um the conversations may not always go over how you want but if you're able to get out how you feel I think that that's very important so that's where I'm at right now getting out how I feel and my hope is that you know we can come to like a It's not even an agreement. It's just this is how I feel. This is how you feel. And it's good if you guys can work together and evolve. And sometimes some people just don't get it. Or some people are so set in their ways. And I feel like when when you're dealing with people who are set in their ways or you guys have two different mindsets, I think that you can stick around. And I was just talking to my cousin about this yesterday. He was like, you can stick around and just move differently with them and just know that that's who they are. Or for me... I will retract because I understand some people is that's just who they are. But just because that's who you are doesn't mean that I have to deal with it. My method has for a while been escape or retract like, oh, I don't have to be here. Bye. Oh, I don't like this job. Bye. Like I will leave. But I'm realizing like, no, Nia, it's important to have those conversations because sometimes the conversation could be the reason why you be like, you know what? I can stay around. But um I don't think it's any wrong anything wrong with retracting because I used to feel this guilt or this weight of well that's my family I don't I don't want them to think that I'm acting funny or well that's my family I I should be around and that's the problem right there I think that it's this feeling of well this is my family so I should you don't have to do anything and it's I don't think it should be it's not a should thing if you don't feel comfortable of being being around somebody's energy, I think that you staying in that energy is doing a disservice to yourself. And 
for me, sometimes I used to look at things as black and white. Well, if I'm not, if I'm not there, they're going to think that I'm just over them. And it's just like, I can't control what people think. So I have to let people think what they think. And so I think it's important for us and our inner child, if it, if this has been going on since childhood, I think it's important to build that courage to have a conversation, but also, um, you know, be mindful of your delivery and approach. And but be mindful that their delivery and approach back to you may be more hostile or they de- their delivery and approach back to you may be dismissive or it may be eye opening for them. Because a lot of times some people, they don't know. And that be the thing. Sometimes when I have these conversations and I'm addressing people, they be like, well, I didn't I didn't know that. And so they feel blindsided. And so I think that the biggest thing for me is learning that. I have to tackle things like head on, especially, um, you know, closer to when they happen. And so I say all that to say another way that I have my inner child is having conversations with people who I feel hurt me in my childhood. And um, it's not easy. It can be very tough. But speaking out for myself, it, it really it really helps me. And I'm grateful that I, I, I have the courage to do that. Lastly, what I have on my list is. Allow myself to um, be like colorful, like, and I, I really want to look into like color therapy because different colors mean different things, and like wearing different colors, um, it's a whole science behind it for real. And I think it's cool because I'm into that type of stuff, like colors and like aura colors and stuff like that. And so, this one day I had on all these colors. I had on like this T-shirt. It was like gray, and then I had on like these tie-dye sweatpants. And it was comfortable. I'm learning like the cute, comfy girls. Y'all been hip. Because I always just felt like, ooh, let me get cute. I didn't always feel like I needed to wear heels. But the cute, comfy girls, like y'all been hip. The girls who be like cute, but they be comfortable. And they be having on the sneakers and they just swag it out and they just look so comfy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all was onto something with that. And so, yeah, so I had on this outfit. It was colorful and it was so comfortable. And I'm like, well, I'm going somewhere. I feel like I should change because I feel like this is really loud. I don't want to draw attention to myself. So I changed. And then I was like, no. And I changed back into what I originally had on, which was a colorful outfit. And to me, as little as it may sound, that was, I felt empowered because I'm like, no, I'm. I, this is what I want to wear. And I feel like kids are like that. Kids are like, I want to wear my princess tutu dress and that's what I'm going to wear. And they rock it and they do it just without a care in the world. And I think that's the beautifulness of being a child because I feel like when um, you're a child, well, at least for me, I feel like I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't have any, really any boundaries until later when I started to feel like judged or criticized, right? But like as a child, I think, it's 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 the freeness that you have like you literally have no cares in the world what happens is when um maybe it's like your environment or the people in your environment or just society when they start to like infiltrate you with these things that you should be or shouldn't be or this or that I think that's when our innocence sometimes is tainted and I hate that and so um I think it's 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 very important to create an environment where a child can like thrive. Of course, have discipline, but 
that's another topic for another day because I'm not whooping my kids and I know that I know that's a big thing. I'm I don't know. I'm into like gentle parenting, gentle but like firm, you know? I feel like there's different ways, but child, that's another story for another day. And so as a child, I just feel like there's this freeness. And as an adult, I'm getting back to that freeness. And it's not a walk in a park, but I think it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And um, that's my spiel on how I heal my inner child. Those were just a couple of ways. Just a couple of ways. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just being more playful. You know, as an adult, I think sometimes life seems like it's so goddamn serious. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) It's like, ease up. Ease up. Have some fun. Go get on a swing. But that's the thing, though. I went to the park and I waited till nobody was really around because I think it would be like awkward a little bit. It's just me and then a whole bunch of kids and then I'm on the swing. That's kind of awkward, especially if I don't have no kid that I'm with, you know, so I'm like, you know. And so I waited till the park had cleared out and nobody was there and I got on a swing and I was like, oh my gosh. It was a moment. It was a moment. So I encourage you all to just sit and reflect. How was my childhood? Was it freeing? At what moment did I feel like I was infiltrated by society and things changed? And just getting back to the most innocent part of yourself and being playful as an adult. Now, don't go around being childish, but being playful as an adult. I hope this episode um, was eye-opening, you know, in some type of way. I hope you were able to take something away. If you like what you heard, you can leave a comment. You can text me. Do do what you please, you know? My Instagram is underscore I am purpose. And until next time, I'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace.